0: Hey, 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 it's Ty, the family-made mom. I want to talk to you today about teen parenting. Oh my goodness, teen parenting for some has been a blissful journey of friendship, love, and um, for some it has been a challenge of mouthiness and um, heartache. I would definitely like to say that, um, my journey with teen parenting has been something that has matured me. It's made me grow. It's kept me on my face. Um, but more than anything, it's helped me to explore love in a way that I never thought I would before. Um, you know, we think of our love for the Lord and that's one thing. That's simply amazing. It is, um, (laughs) I don't even know that I can put it in words, you know, then I think of the love that I have for my husband and you know, that's, That's another journey that just brings smiles to my face as well. Um, When you think about your children, it's a whole nother journey from the time that you know that you're pregnant with them um, or the time that you hold them in your arms for those that may have adopted or had uh, surrogates. Um, I mean, from the time that you meet them, the time that you look in their eyes and then when they take that journey into pre-adolescence and, you know, being a teenager, it just, it's something about them. It's something about how you look in their eyes and you can see when they're hurting. You can see when they're excited. You can see when they're confused. You can see when they're on a learning curve. And, um, to me, it's an amazing journey. Um, I know that the first time that my, uh, teenager said something to me that, uh, kind of made me go, you know, I was like, uh, did that just come out of your mouth? You know, um, I can definitely say that in that moment, um, there was a, am I a parent? Do I want to slap her? Do I want to punch him? Huh? Do I want to put somebody in a headlock? You know, I had that moment and, um, You know, for people that don't know what a headlock is, when you put somebody's head in between uh, your arms and uh, yeah, just Google it. But um, (laughs) I've had those moments and I, you know, when their mouths go beyond their knowledge of who they're talking to, especially when you know that you're not an abusive parent, when you know that you're a parent that loves your children, just beyond words. And I think that that's most of the parents, you know, most moms, you know, the love that we have for our children, it, it can't be described. You know, it's it's not even a question of would you give your life It's, you know, how quick would you give your life for your kids, you know, or, you know, what would you not do for your children? And um, it's something teen parenting. Um, I want to address a few things. And uh, the first thing I want to address is knowing your child, knowing this teenager. Um, I remember when uh, my daughter, she's my oldest. So uh, when she became when she was going into a teenager uh, phase and I would say that that was like around 10 because she was kind of like she just has an older personality. But I remember um, the Lord told me, uh, asked me one day, he said, what did you need? as a teenager and i began to express the things that i needed and he said she'll need that and more and i said okay and um i i went on a journey to know her i studied her i watched how she slept did she sleep peacefully um did she when she woke up in the morning did she tell me about nightmares or you know um you know i wanted to know about her I wanted to know how I can help her. Um, now, I don't think it's creepy, but I learned more about her through prayer. I would listen to her pray when we prayed together. And then I would go on my face and I would ask the Lord about her and he would show me things about her. And then sometimes when we would have our, our girl time, I would share things and she'd be like, yeah, how did you know that? And I'd be like, well, you know, I I just... You know, in prayer, this is something that the Lord showed me. And in in my, in my uh, saying that it was out of humility. I don't, I don't know you <laughs> on my own that well, but God knows you. And my, my point was, I want to point you back to him. I want you to know him and I, I don't, I don't want you to surfacely know him. I want you to really know him. I want you to get in the word and learn him. And through your experiences, I want you to know that he'll be there for you. I want you to know that he's not a God who judges. He does not a God who talks about you. And, you know, through experiences that we've all had, we can say that, you know, going back into our teenage years, because I'm definitely not about to share my whole daughter's my daughter's whole life with you. But um, I will say that. um, in my teenage years, in your teenage years, we had those points where we didn't know ourselves. But there's a God that knows us better than we do know ourselves. And he's always giving us room to learn more about ourselves and how we will handle certain things. He allows us to know our strengths and our weaknesses. He allows us to know, you know, um our skills. He allows us to get to know ourselves through our life circumstances. And as a teenager, it seems like the intensity of it is heightened by 20, sometimes a hundred times, you know, because there's so many things that we're dealing with. Maybe there's home challenges and then there's body challenges. You know, we're going through all of these different hormonal changes in our body. And, you know, what about our peers around us? Or are we in a new surrounding? Are we in an old surrounding? And we're still trying to adjust to new people. There's so many different things that's going on as a teenager and as a teenager you don't have the same wisdom that you do as an adult so you're consistently learning. And I know some of you parents are like, "Oh, I already know this. I can skip this part." That's cool for school. You can skip it if you want to. Um, but for those of you who are stepping into teen parenting, one of the most important things that I try to do is listen. And my daughter, she'll say stuff like, "Or yeah, I ain't even gonna say my daughter. All my kids say that. You're not listening." And then I'll verbatim say exactly what they just said and I said, The difference is, it's not that I'm not listening. It's that you don't like my response. That's the difference. I don't have to respond in the way that they want me to. But listening is extremely important. In their listening, I hear their tone of voice. I can hear whether they're confused. I can hear whether they're upset. I can hear whether they're angry. I can hear whether they're nervous or scared. I can hear their uncertainty. There's so much that happens when we listen. Those two ears and that one mouth is so important to gather that. And I know some people are like, but he gave us two lips. Stop it. One mouth, boo. And one tongue, that's too fierce. But those two ears, when we really tune in and then when we use our eyes, because the eyes is is the window to the soul. So when I'm looking in their eyes and I'm listening to their voice and I put the two together, those eyes. You know, are you or and then uh, the body language is the body language is deceiving because I can give you confidence. But in my eye shows, I don't know. But I want you to think I know because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want you to think I'm stupid and I don't want you to think I'm like everything that everybody else says. And. But at home, they should be able to let their guard down. At home, your child, your teenager should be able to let their guard down and just be whoever they are. And of course, we know that this is for any age or for any person. But in those teenage years, it's so sensitive, especially right now. There's so many teenagers dealing with depression and I can't even say teenagers. I wish I would have just named this parenting now that I'm thinking about it, because with all that's going on, it's kind of across all ages. You know, even our 10 year olds don't look like 10 year olds anymore. A lot of them look so much older Because the things that they've had to go through or, you know, ways that they've had to grow up. I don't remember us looking like that when we were younger. If we did, I just did not pay attention at all. if You know, but something that I can say is that I seek to know not only my teenager, but the teenagers around my teenager and the teenagers that I'm around. Um, I, th- I think I'll share with you for that, you know, we're youth pastors and um, I really am drawn to the young people. Of course, young ladies more than the young guys, but um, I'm no respecter of persons. I've been through so much and I've experienced so much that um, nothing shocks me. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to judge. And I definitely don't do gossip. I don't allow my kids to talk about people because I remind them that you can easily be in the same spot. And not only that, you don't know what a person's going through. It's easy to put your lips on something in somebody, but it's harder to walk a mile in their shoes. And some of us can't even walk five footsteps in their shoes. You know, I know you're like, where did that come from? But when we teach our teenagers, and not only teach, but when we display character and integrity, it makes it easier for them to walk that out because they're seeing it. A lot of our teenagers are disturbed by a false reality. You know, they see their parents, you know, um, masquerading as one person and behind closed doors, they get a whole nother, whole nother parent, a whole nother person and it turns them off. They don't want to be anything like you because you've given them this false reality you're not even real. You can't even school me on being a real person because you haven't even come to grips with the person that you are. You haven't even dealt with the monster inside of you. But yet you're giving out all of this information. I want you to be better than me. How do I do that? Teach me how. And the best way to teach is by example. I remember when I uh, told um one of my children uh, that I have a psychologist that I go to and they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. They're like, why? Well, I want to be a better person. Sometimes I, I I don't understand how to do that on my own. And I'm humble enough to say that sometimes in prayer, you know, I, sometimes I jumble things up. Sometimes I put me in there when it's really the Lord. I mean, sometimes I put the Lord in there when it's really me. And I've learned to decipher between the two, especially when I go back to the word of God and I say, this is the word of God. You can't twist it. You can't turn it so that it looks like what you want it to look like. Same thing with information. Same thing with our our children. I can't twist and turn things to make it look the way I want it to or to make it be the way I want to. You can't twist and turn your children to make them be the way that you want to. You simply cannot especially after the age of majority, around 12, you might as well forget about it. And even sometimes our young, you know, and in some households we were told, whoop them, beat them. Well, that's not right. More than, uh, more times than none, you see that you're beating them or you're over-disciplining them causes them only to be angry, rebellious, mad, disrespectful. They may even become violent children, depressed, unable to handle life and emotions. Is that what you want? So sure you get your moment of control, but in your moment of control, you haven't solved anything. You haven't solved not one thing in your moment of control but you may have created a monster. And I'm sure that's not what we want. No parent wants the monster. What we really want is we want to see our children grow and bloom. I want to see them blossom. And our ability to demonstrate what it is that we want to see in them Because they didn't come from us for no reason. Sure, they'll have qualities of their own that are signature of to themselves only. Absolutely. They will also have characteristics that are like you, like their father. Absolutely. That's just the nature. But I believe that when God called us to parent, he wanted us to train them up. Well, in training, don't we see it demonstrated first? In training, they give us knowledge, but they also demonstrate how it's to be done. And then when we get out onto the floor or we we begin to do our actual job, then we do what? We do what was shown to us. Or sometimes they'll pair you with a mentor that will show you how the job is supposed to be done. But guess what? Sometimes we have people that we work alongside that don't follow the rules. Do you want to be like the person that doesn't follow the rules? No, you want to get as far away from as possible. Or guess what? If we become like the person that's not following the rules, guess what? Our fate will be the same. Nobody respects us because they know us as the ones that don't follow the rules. We become the bad seed. It's the same thing. It's time out for false realities. We've given it too much. Sometimes we think, oh, let so-and-so raise them or I'll hook them up with so-and-so's kid and -and so-and-so's kid is really good. You don't really know who so-and-so's kid is or say so-and-so's kid is really good. Is it really their responsibility to bear the burden of your child? That's your responsibility. Too many times we place the fate of our children in the hands of so many others only to come back. And see that we really had the key to unlock certain parts of them. When I took the time to really pour into my children, I found out that I got more when I sat down and learned them. And they learned that the person that is their mother is actually for them. And she's actually a really good person. She actually means what she says and she actually lives it. And in the moment she does, guess what I try to do? If I uh, slip up and cuss or if I slip up and do something that's not supposed to be done or, you know, say something that's not supposed to be said. If I have an attitude when I should have gratitude, I try to go back and apologize because I'm not perfect. And I know, oh, she's a Christian and she accidentally, uh, ma'am, I used to be a sailor. You know, I like to say that. Cussing was the main thing I had to ask God to help me with. God help me not to cuss people out when I get mad. You know, that was something. And glory be to God because, you know, the Bible says it best. He that has begun a good work in us shall complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. So we know that he's still doing a work in all of us. And sometimes that's what our children need to hear. They don't need to hear that you're perfect because boo-boo you not. Where's perfect at? You have not arrived. Stop it. Stop making it seem as if we've arrived when we haven't. We build this false perfection in them. Stop. No, they're not going to be perfect. But let's teach them to strive for excellence. I don't teach my kids to compete with other people, uh, probably because I'm not competitive. Not at all. Um, If anything, I struggle with being a chameleon. I would try to mimic what I wanted to be like in other people. But instead of me trying to find that in myself, I was taking what I saw other people and trying to do what they did. Well, I'll never be anybody like that. I'll never be myself and I'll never reach my full potential like that. We don't want our children to create the same thing. And a lot of them have been doing that, especially through social media. They'll see something and they try to become that person. Well, no, 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 no. That's not the way that we do it. We identify who we are, what our purpose is, and then we fulfill our purpose. I can never fulfill somebody else's purpose. Sure, I may be able to look like somebody else. I may even be able to dress like you, but I'll never be you. So what's the point in trying to do everything like you do it if I can never be the person you are? that goes for us as moms. You know, I sat in a lot of mom groups and I would watch watch a lot of moms try to uh, portray a life that they saw this glorious mom portraying. And I was just over there being just me. And (laughs) so I was like, I ain't you, I'm not doing that. (laughs) That ain't me. You know, and then there's some things that I was doing that they were probably like, "Um, I'm not doing that. (laughs) No, you know, in life, we have to understand who we are. And that's an important part of being a teen because we're preparing them, training them for being adults. You know something I'm I'm realizing? A lot of our teenagers don't even know the first thing about survival. Uh-uh. Nope. They're too busy being selfish to understand how to survive. They're too busy being into themselves. We've got to get back to the basics. Think of your childhood. We learned basic survival, whether it was cooking, cleaning, sewing. We knew how to create things with our hands, all of that. We were taught that. And in being taught that we understood how to survive. We understood how to do things on our own. If I'm put in this place, I know how to do things on my own. That meant when I got my first apartment, I didn't need my mom to show me how to wash my clothes or sew something by hand if I needed to. I already learned it. My mom taught me how to sew. My mom taught me how to, you know, my mom and my sister taught me how to wash the dishes. My grandmother did as well. I was suspended a lot. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and, um, you know, she taught me how to cook. She taught me the importance of cleaning, how to dress myself and how to take care of myself, um. I did go through a stinky phase, though, when I was in elementary. My underarm stunk really bad, and um, yeah, I got out of that. But I just wanted to share, just for somebody that may be going through a stinky phase in life, just so you understand that it's not permanent. Prayerfully, in Jesus' name. Um, but um, you know, survival is so important. What are our children learning how to do? What, especially our teenagers? What are they learning how to do with their hands? Do they know how to write a letter? Do they know how to write notes? What does notes have to do with parenting? Well, there's something when the Lord told us to write the vision and make it plain, he literally meant to write. You know, writing is so important. And when we're writing something down, when we're doing things like that, what we're doing is we are teaching our brain to actually pull that thing into focus. And we're actually teaching our minds to go into a place of focus, a different kind of focus. Writing is a form of creativity. We're teaching ourselves to create. When we're writing that vision, we are creating a vision. And I'm not saying that you can't do that when you're typing something out, but it's something about when you write. It's something therapeutic about when your hands begin to write. You know, if you have some time to study what the Bible says about the hands and about the clapping of the hands and about the working of the hands in the Bible, it's something about the creativity that happens when we move our hands to write, when we move our hands to create. When you move your fingers and your hands to draw and to paint, and I know some of you are like, I'm not an artist. Well, writing is, is fundamental, it's a fundamental part of life. You know, that's a foundational part of learning. Writing. In writing, it helps us to articulate our thoughts. Even kids, when they go to write, to them, they have written a story that no man can understand but them. It is a work of art and it is amazing. You know, and that is so important. It's such a vital part to our foundational learning. Is something that we cannot let go of for us. We should always be teaching our children how to note things and how to write, how to journal things out because in that portion of our life, we are teaching them to be able to process what they are thinking in a different way, in a very non-destructive, safe, sound way. That's something so important. And then when we leave that part off, What happens in that moment? Some of our children are losing that portion of how to process their emotions, things that they're thinking, things that they're feeling. They haven't gotten to that point where they can actually decipher what's them and what somebody else's thoughts. But when we are teaching them how to go through their thoughts and how to process their thoughts in a right and rational way. Then they have that balanced approach. They have that balanced perspective there where they can actually see, okay, this is how I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through. And this is how I can get through this thing or that thing. This is how I can funnel and channel through my emotions. Those are very, very vital and important parts of our life is being able to understand who we are, what we're thinking and how to get through things that we're going through. Now, I will say this, journaling, while it is therapeutic, it is not a counselor. It forms as a tool that counselors can use because you can always go back and pinpoint, this is how I was feeling in this time and this point. Yes, and that's great. But for our teenagers, for them to be able to decipher and go through those emotions, oh man, and then not have an outlet. That writing is a powerful outlet. Also, note-taking, is a part of school. What are we seeing right now with a lot of our teenagers? They're coming in, you know, some of them are in the seventh through uh, 12th grade, and we're seeing that some of them don't even know how to take notes. They don't even know how, and and most of our learning is digital. Half of them don't even have books, so they don't even know how to take notes on what they are learning. So the process of retaining information and holding that information for further use is forgotten it's it's like obsolete they don't even know it but when we're teaching them how to journal through things and how to be able to okay this is what I'm reading this is how it applies to this especially you mothers who are homeschooling this is very important teaching them to understand okay is there something that your teacher is going over and they're repeating you know, uh, I remember, especially when we were in school, our teacher would say, OK, take note of this. This is going to be on the test. Even some professors will say, OK, remember what I uh, sh- shared with you, because this is going to be on the test. This is going to be on the test. You don't want to forget that. Note this page or note that page. I know for my children, they're in this virtual world and, you know, it's not a lot of communication there. And it kind of fumbles the kids because my child is like, OK, um, I read this and I read this, but there, this part is not even here. I don't even remember this. Uh, did you take any notes on it? No, I didn't even see that in there. You know, really honing in on what's important. When we hone in on what's important or we zero in on what's important, then we're able to actually take that note and understand. Sit with your children. Ask them, hey, how is it that you process information? Okay, how is it that you remember information? Great, this is how you need to write this out. You know, and then show them proper ways to take notes. If you're not a good note taker, there's 8 million tools out there, literally. When I taught my kids how to take notes, there's so many tools out there. And then guess what? Some of my kids, I taught them a while ago, but now it's a lot different for them. So now we got to go back over how to take notes. Does it happen overnight? No. Are my kids super great note takers? One of them is, some of them aren't. So hit or miss. But It's important to know how to take notes because you got to know how to process information, how to keep information. And this is um, so what we went over so far is getting to know your child, understanding your child, your teenager, um, your soon to be grown little person in your house or little persons. I have more than one teenager right now. And um, we also talked about the importance of journaling, taking notes in life. Um, there's so many things that I'll hear from, um, mentors, friends, my husband, even my kids, some of the things my children say, I'll take notes and I'll write it down because it's super important to me. If it's wisdom, I don't care if you're two years old and you give me wisdom, I'm taking it and I'm eating on it because God's no respect persons to who he chooses to give wisdom nuggets to. Um, so I take, I jot those things down and I keep them or, um, I become this little post-it note person. So I look at post-it notes and I try to uh, rehearse it over and over and over again. And once I've retained it in my memory and it's stuck there, who it was and around what month or what time of the year that it was said to me, then I'll toss it away. Uh, cause I have a really good memory. Thank God. Um, and I'm also learning how to forget things that I don't need or that are not important. That was something really important. Cause I didn't used to know how to do that. Um, So we talked about uh, getting to know your teenager, making sure that they are aware of who they are um, and also modeling a life before them that, you know, is a life of character and integrity. Um, Let's address some of the other side of teen parenting, Um, that part where you're dealing with the negativity, um, whether it's, um, something that they're dealing with, we talked about, um, mental illnesses and depression in the home and things like that. Sicknesses in the home, uh, mouthiness is a different kind of, um, it's a, <laughs> it's a different kind of sickness. It's like vomit. Like, you're like, Oh, shut up. You're just spewing that stuff out. Put that back. You know, um, one thing I've learned to do is I allow my children to speak you know, allow them to get it all out. Um, one thing I ask of them is I don't mind what you say. I do mind how you say it and it's okay to be upset. I can take you being upset. I can take you speaking your mind. I will not stand for you being disrespectful because I'm not disrespecting you. And my goal was not to disrespect you. My goal was actually to help you. So I, um, once we get that understanding and every now and again, we do have to, you know, rehearse Just that thought right there that I don't mind you talking. I don't even mind you being upset when you talk. Just be respectful. That's an important part because I can say even in in corporate life, you know, when we talk to our boss, most of the time they can handle you being upset. It's how are you talking to them? I can express myself in a very mature fashion and you can still understand that I'm upset. You can understand that something frustrates me. It's all in how you say it. Because remember, it's all in training. Parenting is training. And it's also a learning curve. It's also a learning process. We are continually learning how to do this thing. Relationships, we are learning how to handle this relationship. How to be in this relationship. How to be completely involved in this relationship. And how to, you know, honor each other's thoughts. And honor each other as a person. And how to address one another in love and making sure that we can, um, you know, that we can hear one another's heart and address one another's heart. Same thing with parenting, you know, because we are sensitive to the time and season that we are in, our children are, um, learning how to be sensitive to us as parents. You know, a lot of us are working from home or, you know, everything is a little bit different. The schedules that we're having to do, the things that we're having to do, just because we are in the middle of a, uh, pandemic. And it's, it's a lot in this time We are all learning something that we didn't know before. You know, we are learning to move in excellence in our home and we're also repairing and restoring our homes. With all that being said, here's something else that I'm uh, starting to see is that um, adjustments in the home are so necessary. And it's not that it's going to be a one time adjustment more than uh. (laughs) More times than not, it's going to be a continuous adjustment, especially right now. You know, uh, it's, it's a continuous adjustment and we want to make sure that we are doing what is needed to accommodate each other. There has to be some sort of compromise there. Um, we started talking about mouthiness. Uh, whew. is teen parenting a lot? Yeah. Um, When we talk about them being respectful, you know, it's training them to understand that if you do not follow instructions, you could die. If you're one who um, does not want to respect authority, it could cost your your life, especially right now. You know, if you're one who um, is reckless, it could cost your life. I'm big on anything that can threaten um your well-being it's important that i continuously am teaching on that um something else that i am really big on is um making sure that um our children understand the proper ways to do things um proper channels you know even kids you know and they're uh doing things on a day-to-day basis they um, They like to play, you know, manipulate and things of that nature, Um, especially if there's two parents in a home. Oh, daddy said and da, 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 da. And then if, you know, your parents, uh, you as parents are outside in separate homes, uh, that can be interesting. Blended family parenting is interesting, you know, how they try to play one another against one another. In all of that, I sincerely believe that the foundation is... Getting to know your child, and I—I I, I don't mean that surface no, like, oh yeah, I went through your phone and da 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 da. I think you know that that has its parts too, but I sincerely, sincerely believe that when you really get to know your child and you put time into them, I believe it makes a difference. I believe it makes a difference. Um, when I stopped yelling. And started talking and started listening. I seen a whole different shift in my whole house. Um, when I started putting more into them, I saw a whole different, whole different person. Is that for everybody? No. Are you saying that if I do these simple things that my house will be perfect? I don't have a perfect house. At any given moment, it can, um, it can pop off in here. It could be some, some, some words. It can be some, um, you know, it might be a WWF sessions, you know, between a couple people, you know, um, I mean, I got, you know, family, still family, you still have moments, but all in all with teenagers, it's a, a process of them learning themselves. They're trying to get to know themselves. There's so many things they want to say. They don't know how to properly say it it takes training it takes love it takes patience cuz guess what it doesn't happen overnight you know even as as adults you know there's times where we got to bring pull ourselves in we got to say hey listen you can't do it like that you can't say it like that you can't be like that well how much more children teenagers it's a process of learning That we have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to put time and effort into this. I'm going to make time for my children. I'm going to make time for uh, for my teenager. And I guarantee what you'll find in the middle of it is a beautiful, beautiful relationship. Maybe you won't be friends. I always tell my kids, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your parent. If we end up being friends in the midst of it, that's beautiful. But more than anything, I am here to be your parent. God's going to hold me responsible for being your parent. I might not make every decision the right way. But know that my heart is always, always to do the best by you. I might make mistakes because I'm still human. But my heart is to do my very best to make sure that you are taken care of. And mom, I'm pretty sure that that's your heart too. You want to make sure that your teens are in the right place at the right time so that they can be blessed, so that they can get their blessings, so that they can be successful in life. It may just take a couple adjustments to how you're doing it. And I'll tell you this that your blueprint for your family, nobody knows it like God does. God knows our blueprint for our family better than anybody else. And yes, we can talk to our friends. We can talk to everybody. But what I learned is that when I get on my face and I talk to the Lord, his blueprint for my family is so much greater than anything anybody else can say. And more than not, more times than not, I, I find it in the word. I find it that when I really researched the word and find out what he was saying in it, and I start walking that thing out and I start doing it, oh my goodness, it makes a difference. It makes such a big difference. So I encourage you, really, I really, really do, spend some time in prayer and ask the Lord to open up your eyes so that you can see, open up your ears so that you can hear, because you want to be able to see how he sees. You want to be able to hear how he's hearing, and you want to be able to speak what he wants you to say. And that's all throughout life. One thing I love about parenting is parenting affects my whole life. I become a better parent. I become a better person. I become a better wife. I become a better person. I'm continuously doing things to become a better person. And it's working. Do I have some mess ups? Of course. Do I keep trying? Of course. Because it's worth it. So I encourage you to listen to this, to really take it in. I want you to write some notes, write some notes about some things that you see, that some things that you want to change, some things that you need to know more about. I'm studying apologetics now just because I want to know. I want to know how to encourage my children so that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt Who the Lord is, what He's about, and that they have unshakable, unmovable faith, just the way that I was taught and trained. Just the way that I experienced it. You know? So, share this. Share with me what you learned. Share with me some stuff that you're like, hey, you know, you talked about this, but hey, what about this? Talk about this too. Share, 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 because I want to hear it. Sharing is caring. All right. This is tied to Family Made Mom. Be blessed.